Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. Some months ago, my youngest, who is now 10, came to me and said, Mom, I don't remember ever going to the zoo. And when I thought about it, he actually maybe never had, or he he maybe did. It was just, he was so young, he wouldn't have remembered. And so I, I stuck that in my mental filing bank of things that I should probably remedy at the earliest convenient moment. And so we went to Colorado for Christmas and set aside, I went an extra day early because I thought, well, (laughs) there are two zoos within driving distance of my sister's house. So we could either go north to the Denver Zoo or we could go south to the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo. And the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo is just marvelous. It's, it is on a pretty steep hill, so (laughs) it requires some vertical, but it's laid out in a beautiful and charming way. And you can feed the giraffes because they're a giraffe breeding zoo. And, uh, they're just, it's amazing, but it is December and the trip is about three times as long as to the Denver Zoo. So rather than risk being stuck in the snow and not being able to even get there and then facing the disappointment of vertical, or even if we could dealing with the vertical hill (laughs) the day we arrived at altitude, we opted for the Denver Zoo. And I just wanted to give a little report on this because it's easy to say, oh, we had a great time. Things worked out really well. And that is true. But what happened to me is a demonstration of the favor of the Lord. And I'm saying this in part because it's a testimony to me, like the Lord was really, really kind. But it's also an example of saying the kindness is, it's true, but it can be subtle enough that it just looks like we just had a really good day. Instead of saying, no, this was the Lord saying, I'm going to lavish you with my blessings. So we got there as at the earliest round, which meant that the zoo was mostly empty um, when we arrived. And we walked in and the first thing we saw were the three lionesses. And normally, if you know anything about lions, they just sleep a lot. I mean, they're big, but they're, they just don't move much. But this time, all three were still awake And one bounded over the other and kind of like swatted at it and one rolled on its back. So it was like its own little lion show and it was marvelous. And then I was like, okay, let's keep going. And so we got to the penguins and the first little penguin had just emerged and it had little one inch legs and didn't find it super easy to walk. And so it would come and bow at the waist to try to see how to get down the step and then kind of slide down the step and then walk two steps to the next one and look down and slide. And we just laughed and laughed because it was so cute. And then a couple more came down. Oh, just adorable. And we kept moving and there was the bald eagle right by the the fence. And there we went, we were a little chilly, so we got to go into the tropical house and see all the poisonous snakes, which is not my favorite, but anyway, we looked at them. None of them escaped, so it was a win. And when we emerged and 
made our way um, back to the main section, the giraffes who had been hiding, or you know, probably just indoors during the cold winter night, had just come out, and Caleb just ran to see the giraffes, you know, and it's like, oh, right. I've seen giraffes, but for this son of mine, he's never watched them with their kind of funny, long-legged gait and their beautiful coloring. And just his whole face was so excited to see this exotic animal. And so that was marvelous. And then after a few minutes, we moved on to the tigers. And again, tigers are kind of like lions. They just sleep a lot. And in this case, one of the tigers was awake and was walking around and at one point put both its enormous paws probably six feet up on a little, I would guess, pedestal where it could jump up, but it chose not to. And then it walked by us and looked at us. And then it laid down behind a hummock and we couldn't really even see it anymore. And it was like, okay, well, that particular section is now done. And, uh, So we walked on and we saw the elephants and they were eating and putting, one of them had a hay flake stuck to its tusk, like it was keeping its snack there for later. We got to be up close to see what the trunks did, how they could sweep the ground or pick up food and curl. And that was amazing. And then we made it over to the African rhinoceros with all of its I guess kind of like it looks almost like dinosaur plating or something. Just really interesting to see. And in another section, they had an Asian rhinoceros and it was much more smooth. So just fascinating. I think I had not realized that the two types of rhinoceri were as different as they were. But for us, (laughs) the real excitement came, at least for me, with the hippo. And so the boys and I read Stuart Gibbs' Fun Jungle series, and I used to read them all aloud to the boys, and we roared with laughter about some of the descriptions in the original one, which is about the very grumpy um, hippo who turns up dead, and it's like a murder mystery, and you know... (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) but one of the things that this horrible hippo would do is that he would turn his back on the uh, guests and he would poop. And apparently hippo poop would like, it's like flying out, like it gets sprayed with the tail or something. Very dramatic. You know, most animals, when they poop, it kind of forms a little pile. No, apparently with hippos, it's like a, I don't know, they fan it all over the place. And uh, so... The hippo was standing up when we got to the hippo pen, which was awesome. And then we we watched as it started to walk toward the water. And we're like, oh my word, is it going to get in the water? Like, this is practically, you know, hippo, it's a hippo show here. And then it pooped before it got in the water and... It was just like in Fun Jungle. Like, we laughed so hard. I mean, who knew? And so then the hippo also, you know, you're like, how does something with that much bulk get into water? And it not only got in the water, but it would submerge and you couldn't even see it. I mean, this was mind-boggling. The water didn't look that dirty nor that deep. I mean, how could something that big completely vanish? And so after it had swum in circles around the pond a few times, it swam over to the 
entrance. And we were like, is it about to get out? You know, this could be like the complete trifecta of hippo tricks. And it sat with its nose on the edge. And after about 15 seconds, I said, this is more indolence than I can handle. I need to keep moving. So we went and sat on a bench nearby and ate some cookies. And when we walked back some minutes later, it had not moved. So we really got to see it do all of the things it was going to do in the amount of time that we gave it. And uh, it was just magical in its own way. And a little further on, there were the donkeys. And they, like the, what was it called? The wild asses of somewhere or other. And, uh, and they made this really interesting noise. And then when they ran over, though, it was like, they reminded me of lipizanners. I mean, it was just like this very delicate little trot, not anything like what I expect to see from a donkey. Which, even that was like, this is magical. Oh my goodness. And then the mama orangutan had her little baby in her arms. And she would like take a box from the other orangutan and put it over their head. And then take it off because she couldn't see. And it was just playful. Very playful. And, and before we left, we went back. And the penguins were still out <laughs> and they were making funny noises and the children just watched and watched and because it was the last thing there was no longer any sense of hurry uh, one of the challenges as a parent is always to know how do you keep the timing so that people get to see everything they want to see before all of the energy and goodwill flags and I have found as a parent usually that you need to push a little bit extra at the beginning and if you need to loop back at the end you can but uh, people's attention span is going to wane, at least in my family, a little more quickly than you might expect. So uh, what was interesting, though, none of the penguins had done any swimming. And then right before we left, three of them went and jumped in the water for a little bit and swam around. And it was just adorable. You know, they go zoom, zoom, and it's so cute. And then they got out, and then we drove home. And uh, so... Again, I say this not because you actually care about what all of the animals did as we were at the zoo, but it went, for me, for my 10-year-old who'd never been to the zoo before, it was just like the Lord smiled on us that whole time and was saying, I love these creatures that I created. I love that people care for them. I love that children come and run to each display to say, oh my goodness, there's another one. What's here? And, you know, it's like so honoring of the Lord's creation to be excited by all the different colors and textures and shapes and body types. And yeah, so Lord, thank you for your creation. Thank you for your creativity. Thank you for the ways each animal has its own place in this world. Lord, we we thank you for the places where you show favor. Lord, I pray that you would make us more attentive to uh, the favor that you, you do pour out. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Amen.